Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. And as we be seated in heavenly places, we give God the glory, give God the praise. We give Him the honor for what He continues to do in our lives. The moment you get into Christ, you have to understand that you have entered into a different realm. You have entered into a different climate. You are in a different place. And above all, you have a different life. Are you here with me? And because you have a different life, you have to understand this life. When you understand this life and the beauty and the power that comes with the life, then you're able to live like that. If you are still living like you are in the world and you are still living like you are still in darkness, then all the beautiful things in the light will not be attractive to you. You always want to go back to the world. That is why some people always say that, ah, Tyler, living in Christ or being a Christian is a difficult thing. They say it that way because they haven't yet renewed their mind. They haven't changed the way they are thinking regarding the new life they now have in Christ. They still think they are in the world. They enjoy the parties in the world. They enjoy the things of the world more than they enjoy the fellowship in Christ. A lot of Christians still want to be, like they want to behave like they are in the world, but pretend they are still in Christ. They come to church. They are part of the choir, part of the houses. They are doing so many things in the church. Yet you find them in the club. You find them in the club. You find them you know, smoking and doing things, drinking their head off. But you find them in church. And then when you, when you question them, they say, oh, so do you mean that because I'm in Christ or because I'm a Christian now, I cannot drink, I cannot smoke, I cannot have fun? If I that's how they put it. So you are saying that because I'm a Christian, then it means that I cannot have fun anymore. Amen. They sleep around like nobody's business. And they come to church. You have to begin to renew your mind. When you don't change the way you are thinking, you still be stuck in your old life. You'll be thinking that nothing has changed. But the moment you accept that now, I'm in a new environment. I'm in a new life. I'm in a new way of doing things. That marks the beginning of you experiencing the life of God. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter number three. I read it on Friday for our, some of our prayer meeting, but I want us to use it to learn something powerful. Second Corinthians chapter number three, and I read from verse number one. Second Corinthians chapter number three. I read from verse number one. Said, so "Do we begin again to commend ourselves?" Or do we mean, or do we mean, as some others, 
epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendations from you you are our epistles written in our hearts known and read by all men clearly you are an epistle of christ ministered by us written not with ink but by the spirit of the living god not on tablets of stones but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart verse number seven but if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of israel could not look steadily at the face of moses because of the glory of his countenance which glory was passing away how will the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious mark it in the bible for if the ministry of condemnation now i want you to take note of this particular verse because we're going to read another verse for you to understand something important for if the ministry of condemnation had glory the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory for even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels for if what is passing away was glorious what remains is more glorious verse 12 therefore since we have such hope we use great boldness of speech unlike moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away but their minds were blinded until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old testament because the veil is taken away in christ but even to this day when moses is read a veil lies on their heart nevertheless when one turns to the lord the veil is taken away now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty but we all with unveiled face behold as in the mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from what glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord amen this is so powerful see this is see i want you to bookmark this chapter this whole chapter in your bible because this chapter silences anybody who wants to tell you that listen we have not gotten out of the old testament or the old covenant and that the old covenant is still relevant to us no way look at what the spirit of the lord through paul said 
he said when even people read the old testament it is when in paul in context he was even talking about the books of moses where it, it had all the laws for the children of israel the 613 laws that the, that moses gave to the children of israel he said even unto today when people read moses talking about the books of moses when people read moses a veil what is a veil a covering is upon their heart and their minds are blinded but when anyone turns to the lord the veil is taken away so that the person cannot see the glory of god are you here with me and then he went on to say that there is no condemnation remember in romans chapter 8 now let's read it romans chapter number eight verse one it says there is therefore now no condemnation did you see that to those who are in christ jesus who do not work according to the flesh but according to the spirit so now paul said he said it in corinthians second chapter the second corinthians we read he said there's no condemnation now when you begin to walk in the spirit because the moment you start walking in the spirit god takes you out which means that anybody who is working according to the law you are under condemnation are you here with me somebody in christ we have been set free from the law of condemnation look at what the verse 2 says for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death now the law of sin and death is the law that the, the children of israel they had it's called the law of condemnation the law of sin and death so when christians or some christians want to go back into the old covenant and want to say oh jesus did not tell us not to obey the law and then i, I wonder what they are really thinking because the law has no binding effect on anyone who is in christ why because jesus fulfilled the law so that the law will be done away and to bring us into the life of the spirit so that we cannot have a meaningful relationship with the father are you here with me so now this is not religion you need to understand that when you got born again god has brought you into a relationship with him you must understand the life you have so that you begin to live it if you don't know the life you have then anybody cannot present anything to you then you go you go to follow the person and that's why i'm taking my time to teach you for you to understand the life you have amen because the moment you know that this is the life i have now the life i have in christ is spiritual it is not flesh and blood that require me to live by the law but it is spiritual that i live by faith then it changes the ball game if i'm living by faith what does it mean it means that everything the father tells me to do i do it i don't need a law 
That will tell me if you don't do it, then this will come upon you. No. Why? Because as a child of God, you are obedient to the Father in all things. Whatever the Father tells you to do, that is what you do. You don't know, like Jesus said in the book of John. He said, Whatever I see my father doing, that is what I do. Whatever I hear my father say, that is what I say. That is the hallmark of a child. A child is that is that person who listens and carries out the instructions of the father. So you cannot be a child of God. And when God's word concerning certain things, you blatantly ignore. The word says, we should not stay away from church. You don't go to church. Pray, you don't pray. Walk by faith, you don't walk by faith. I mean, you are doing what you feel like doing. Then you are not behaving like a child. You are behaving like you own yourself. But the life you have is not the earthly life you came into the world with. It's the life of your heavenly father. Are you here with me, somebody? So, we are not supposed to live according to the law of Moses. Tell your neighbor, don't live according to the law of Moses. Now, if you live according to the law of Moses, what is going to happen to you is that you are bringing yourself under condemnation. I get what I'm saying. You are bringing yourself under condemnation. Um, uh, let's go to James. Amen. James chapter number two. Now, I want to read the context for you to get it. Okay. Yes, let's let's start from chapter one. Go to chapter one. Amen. It says, verse 21, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. Which means that if you hear the word of God and you don't do it, you are deceiving yourself. You think you are doing someone or you are... No, no, no. You are not being smart. You know, there are some people when they hear the word of God and they don't do it, they think you are smart. So, you are tired. Every day the word of God, the word of God. Every day spirit, spirit, we are tired. He said, you are rather deceiving yourself when you hear the word and you don't do it. In other words, when you hear God's word and you do it, 
then you are wise. You are wise. Amen. Verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not for a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceive his, whole, his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the orphans and, and widows in their trouble and to keep one's unspotted from the world. Amen. Say to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So the pity of being a child of God is to hear the word and do it. Amen. Yes. A lot of the children of Israel, they had the law. Like I told you the last time, there are laws we have in Ghana. We have a lot of laws in Ghana. And if I tell you or ask you to name even 10 laws, 10 laws, now you know about Ghana. I know you struggle. Just 10 laws. And imagine those who are or those who wrote the constitution and the, and the judges and all those police and forces, I get what I'm saying. They are expecting you to, to keep the law. They are expecting you to be law-abiding world citizens. But here lies the case. You cannot even tell 10 laws that are in the constitution. That should tell you how difficult it is to try and live by the law. Amen. And, uh, okay, let's go to Galatians 3. Galatians chapter 3. Are you there? I want to read from verse number 1. Galatians chapter 3, verse number 1. It says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the, by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. 
and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying in you all the nations shall be blessed so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham amen say I am blessed so now the true sons of even Abraham the true children of Abraham are those who have faith not those who keep the law that's what the Bible is saying are you here with me yeah so don't let anybody deceive you and say hey if you don't live by the law of Moses then you are not a complete Christian I guess it is. and a lot of people are going out there in the world telling other Christians that hey don't let anybody deceive you you need to keep the Ten Commandments you need to observe the Sabbath you know there are some some people they, they don't they say they don't fellowship on Sundays because they, they fellowship on Saturday and it's the original day to fellowship they call it a Sabbath uh, the SP and some other people and they are so funny and they even try to judge us who fellowship on any day don't we come to church on Friday we, we can fellowship any day I know what I'm saying in fact the Bible makes us understand according to Hebrews chapter number 4 Sabbath simply means rest it is when you enter Christ that you begin to enjoy proper rest didn't Jesus say in Matthew chapter 11 that come to me all you that what are heavy laden and are what and I will give you rest so you cannot find rest in a day like Saturday, Sunday no, 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 no rest is only found in Christ amen somebody say rest is found only in Christ so they, they feel that they are pure and they are holy more than us who fellowship on a, on a Sunday and they say hey I mean um, um, Sunday was constituted by a king somewhere and then it was, it was pagan and a whole lot of things trying to throw dust into the eyes of Christians please you are you are you are one of first of all you are not a born Jew how many of you have been to Israel before no one has been to Israel before so don't pretend like you are Jew in fact the Bible says that if you want to be called yourself a Jew you are a spiritual Jew if you want to but you are not born on the land of Israel you are not a descendant a natural descendant of Jacob I get what I'm saying so you don't really need the law of Moses in the first place the fact that it's in the Bible doesn't mean it belongs to you I told you that a lot of the Old Testament yes thank God for it that we have it in the Bible but we study them so that we can know how things unfolded even to the day of Jesus but you don't go living by the Old Testament laws and keeping the see I told you the other time that people try to take out the Ten Commandments and separate it from the rest of the laws Moses gave to the children of Israel and they say oh because the Ten Commandments were given to Moses by God himself then that one we must keep them and then the rest of the ones that 
didn't come from God himself. We don't have. No! In the eyes of the Jews, the Ten Commandments is part of the 613 laws. If you break one, one, just one, you have broken the entire law. Just one. So let's say you kept the Ten Commandments faithfully. And you broke the eleventh law. You are breaking the six hundred and thirteen laws. Can you imagine? And I was I was asking you, how many of us can even know? There are a lot of constitution governments every country in this world. How many citizens can name ten? Ten. If you maybe apart from the lawyers that have gone to school to study the constitution, the vast majority of the citizens don't know what the law contains. Amen. On, on Thursday, you know, the police arrested me. You know, when I was going somewhere, you see, your license, there's this one that was supposed to have been a renewal sticker. It's not there. I was like, ah, this thing just expired yesterday. The renewal date. It just rushed yesterday. I made up my mind that that Thursday I was going to do it anyway. This man said, no, no, no. Look at what he said. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse. <laughs> I've heard that thing before. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse. The fact that you don't know the law does not mean that when the law catches you, it will spare you. See, that is how wicked, in quotes, the law can be. You see the whole thing now? When the law catches you, it will not say, ah, me, oh, did you know that this is what the law says? Nah. Whenever, whatever the law has prescribed, when it, if it catches you, it will meet out the prescribed punishment. There's no forgiveness. There's no mercy. You know, that's why in the days of the Israelite, if somebody is caught in a sin, if the sin has a punishment of death by stoning, the person must be stoned to death. It's not about, oh, I wasn't aware of the law. Uh, uh, uh. If the law catches you, then the punishment of the law must come upon you. And you want to tell me that is a better life than to have this life in Christ. That even when you sin or you make a mistake, a lot of Christians, they sin, they make mistakes all the time. And they go to the Father and say, Father, forgive me. And the Father said, I have forgiven you. Go and sin no more. Which one do you prefer? the life under, under the law that when the law catches you no mercy for the people or you want that life when even if you make a mistake you can go to the father and say father I'm sorry please forgive me forgive me my sin and the father will say I have forgiven you this is the difference between our position in Christ and trying to live under the law so church listen don't let anybody deceive you out there and try and, and try to take you back to the law. See, that is why even in this church, I taught you the last time that we don't we don't we don't do the tithe as in the old testament. So I've taught you extensively why. When you read the Malachi account, which a lot of the churches they used to preach about tithe. He said, if you don't pay your tithe, what will happen to you? The devourer will come and devour you. 
I mean, imagine a life like this. That if I don't do something, something will come and devour me. Do you know what it means to devour? To consume you. To destroy you. So, according to the law, if you don't, if you don't pay your tithe, then the devil will come and devour you. Destroy your works. So now, people are paying the tithe because they don't want to be devoured by the devil. So how, why are they doing it? They are doing it out of fear. Not out of faith. And the Bible says, whatever you don't do in faith does not please God. In fact, in the book of Romans, the Bible went on to say that whatever you don't do in faith is sin. Romans 14. When you read chapter 14, is there? Whatever you don't do in faith is sin. Have you seen our sin? Our sin is simple. If you hear the word of God and you don't do it, you have sin. But the law, the law is holding the whip. If you don't do the law, it will whip you. And you want to tell me that that is a life that you want? You want to tell me that is a life that you want? A life that because I didn't pay my tithe. Then the enemy will come and defile me. Wow. What kind of life is that? And that is why when I got out of listen, we started, instead of tithe in the Old Testament, we give out say thanksgiving. When the Father has blessed us, we say, Father, we are thanking you for what you are giving us. With no pressure of being devoured by the devil. I will hold for somebody. Because if I don't pay my tithes, then I should know that I shall be devoured according to the law. And that is why there is a man of God who says that if you are tight, check your tithe. Uh-huh. So somebody is walking and, and is feeling, hey, this thing that I don't have is because I don't tithe. And you think God needs your money before he blesses you with money. Tell me, where have you met God? Or where have you seen God? Okay? A spiritual person spending dollar or city. Have you seen God using your city before, your dollar before? No. He doesn't need your dollar. He doesn't need your city. He wants you to work with him in faith. He just wants you to thank him. When God opens the door for you, when God blesses you with that money, when he prospers you with that business, he just wants you to come and say, Father, I thank you for doing this for me. That is all that he wants. He doesn't need anything from you to bless you. And you didn't know what I just said. I said, God doesn't need anything from you to bless you. Because he's a God that is always blessing you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8. Didn't he say that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places? Is it right? Yeah. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. The point is this. If you don't develop the attitude of thanking God for a financial breakthrough, for your business breakthrough, the chances are that you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be full of pride. You'll be thinking, ah, it's my hard work that has given me the money. It's my hard work that has brought me this far. Do you know, like how people say, I'm a self-made billionaire. A statement of pride. 
So you want to tell me that you become who you are by your own strength. Oh. So you go to God and say, Father, this month you gave me so much souls. Please, thank you with this offering. It's as simple. It's as simple as that. No pressure. That if you don't pay your tithe, the devourer will devour you. Are you getting the difference between the law and the spirit? Say, I'm set free from the law. Or say it with David, say, I have been set free from the law. Now go to verse 10. Galatians 3. Let, let's go to verse 10. I'll be wrapping up soon. Can we all read verse 10 together? If you are there, if you are there, let me see your hand. Verse 10, Galatians 3. One to go. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Curse is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Did you, did you, did you read it to yourself? So all these people saying that you should keep the Sabbath law. Keep the Sabbath law. But these people, they have not continued all the, the things of the law. They don't give sacrifices like the way the Jews, they give. They, you see, it's so funny that you find people who are not Jews and yet they are behaving like they are Jews. And they want to keep the things of the Jews. Yes, we love Israel. The Bible says we should pray for Israel. We love them. In fact, the Bible was emphatic. Jesus was emphatic. In, G in John chapter number 4. Because Jesus came into this world as a Jew, salvation came through them. So we love them and we pray for them. But we don't live as the Jews of old. Because why? Jesus came and fulfilled the law. Every single law. Jesus never broke the law because he came as a Jew. He never broke a single law. He fulfilled, he did all of them so that what? He would put the law aside and then bring anyone who believes in him into faith and the spirit. Now, what God tells you is all that matters, not the law. Remember in Luke chapter 10 when Jesus had healed the lepers, the ten lepers, only one came to thank him. He said, were you not ten who were healed? Where are the other nine? And he said, uh, I came to offer you thanks. Amen. Now, look at verse 11. He said, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just, in other words, the just, the justified shall live by what? What should the just be by? Faith, not the law. Yet the law is not of faith. Wow. But the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone who has on a tree. Now the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by the law? No. Most of you came to church whilst you were praying. 
you started speaking in tongues. I didn't have to quote you the Ten Commandments to receive tongues. No. Praise the Lord, somebody. You didn't have to read the 613 laws of Moses to receive the Holy Spirit. All that you needed to do was one, receive Jesus as your Lord, and then the next thing that happened, the Holy Spirit came to you. Effortless. Done by faith. This is what we have been called to live. Amen. That is why in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says, For without faith, it is impossible to please God. So anyone who comes to you must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen, somebody. Are you walking by faith? Because when you walk by faith, you don't walk by sight again. When you walk by faith, you walk in the spirit. If you want to go and live by the law, you are under a curse. Are you getting it now? All those people who are preaching law, 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 they are also preaching curse, curse, curse. Curse. So don't let anyone deceive you. And say, if you are going to church on Sunday, it's not the right. Have you, have you had some of those people come to you before? Have you had those people telling you, if, if you go to church on Sunday, it's, you are, you, 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 Saturday is the right day. I've not had those people come to you and say you must you must obey the Ten Commandments. You should, when they come to you the next time, ask them you which of the Ten Commandments do you keep? Do you keep all of them? If they say they keep all the ten, then ask them where is the remainder six hundred and three? Because if you take ten out of six hundred and thirteen, it will lead to six hundred and three. So where is the other six hundred and three laws? Do you keep them also? Ask them that question. Don't let anybody deceive you and take you out. See, what Jesus did for us is enough and more than enough. Amen, somebody. See, what Jesus did for me is more than enough. More than enough. I don't have to keep. See, if you keep the law, then it's your own works. You are the one seeking your own righteousness. That is why even in the Old Testament, God said that your righteousness is like a filthy rag. It's not the righteousness of faith. That is a filthy rag. The righteousness of the law is a filthy rag. Because you repost it. Oh, I kept the law. I kept the law. No, no, no. We don't boast. But we give God the glory. Amen, somebody. Alright. So, in Christ, wrapping up, in Christ, we are born again to live in the spirit. And we are born again to live by faith. We are not born again to live by the law. Okay? That is why, see, I, I've read by the grace of God, by the help of the spirit, I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation about two, two times. And I am so biased towards the New Testament more than the Old Testament. Not that I, I don't wish... Uh, you, you know, I have quoted scriptures from the Old Testament and all of that. I, I, I know. But if I'm reading the Old Testament, I'm reading it because I just want to know what happened there. Not because I want to learn any doctrine, any teaching from it. What I need to know now in Christ is spiritual messages that will blow me up in the spirit. Not messages that will take me back to the law. For me to keep the law. No. I want to live by the spirit. 
and live by faith. That is all that we need. What is faith? Faith is to hear and believe it. Faith is when you have not seen it, you believe that you have it. Amen, somebody. Yeah. Remember the last time we read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is when you have not seen it, you believe you have it. Faith is no hope. According to, you know, First um, Corinthians chapter 13, it said three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greater is love. So, what do you want to become? Whatever you want to see manifest in your life, you don't have to see first before you claim that you have it. You claim you have it, then you see it. Are you seeing how we live? The law, you have to see it in the law before you get it. And that is how many people they live their life. They want to see. Oh, and I have one million dollars in my account. Now I have a million dollar. No. No. If you have not seen a million dollar and that is what you desire and I mean God wills that you prosper being good in health. What you do is that you declare it. You see it from the spirit that you have it. You claim you have it. You talk in agreement that you have it. Your mentality must change that you have it. And then what you're going to do is that you will now see it. Amen? Let's read the last verse. John chapter 11. Sorry, Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter number 11. Are you from verse 22? Mark chapter 11 from verse 22. He says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith. The, the, the translation shouldn't have been in. It should have been from. Have faith from God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Did you see that? Doesn't he say that whatever you pray, when you receive them, then you believe that you have them? That's not what he said. He said, whatever you pray, by faith, believe that you what you have, you have, you have, and then you. So if you don't believe that you have them, if you don't believe that you have received them, then you are not going to have them. I get it now because how can you tell? I mean, how many of us even will have the psychological strength to literally go and stand before a mountain and say, "Move into the sea." A lot of people will doubt. Ah, how can a mountain move into the sea? But that is how powerful living by faith is. Jesus used an allegory to describe how powerful it is when you work in faith. Many people cannot even dream of moving a mountain into a sea. The, the sea. So it means that no matter the situation you find yourself, if you can have faith enough, when you say it, don't doubt believe that you have received them and that you're going to have are you seeing the, the difference in the world you have to receive it first you have to feel it you have to touch it you have to see that i have it 
then oh and i have it he said they multiplicate more i believe it no 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 but when we are talking about faith no you don't have to see it you don't have to touch it all that you need is that i have it and you start talking like that amen somebody and that is why you must believe that you are righteous you know there are some people say i'm not righteous i'm not righteous that is false humility believe that you are righteous believe that you are holy believe that you are a child of god believe that god has saved you and then everything about you shall be beautiful we live like this and we're going to see a difference in your life amen somebody thank you for being a part of today's message this program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the spirit life people for further information kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and youtube channels or find us on all major social media platforms stay blessed And always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.